You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast. I'm Andy Smith. And I'm Tim Fulton. And this is Fight Fan Weekly. We have a fucking full show today. Full show. Bunch of different topics. As opposed to empty. Tim might not know what the fuck I'm talking about for half of them, but we're going to we're gonna educate him today. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, edumacation. So let's get right into it. John Jones asked to be released from the UFC. Ooh, I saw that. This is mm. like episode eight of his saga. <laughs> episode, yeah, we're yeah, we're on season nine of the John Jones Chronicles. <laughs> um, so it, long. It's sto- getting just as complicated as Lost. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like a, it's now probably more like shameful or shameless. I never um, saw that. No, but it seems like it would be his documentary. Um, So he had a back and forth with Dana White over the negotiations that they had about how much money he was asking for. Yep. And Dana White basically said he's asking for like Deontay Wilder numbers as far as how much he wants for his paycheck. And he already has a contract. So he, you know, Jones came out, said, no, I didn't ask for that. You're a liar, blah, blah, blah. Called him. Basically, in so many words, like, you're an asshole. No, you're an asshole. You're a liar. Uh Uh-uh, you the liar. And then uh, Dana White basically was like, let's take a fucking lie detector test. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So he asked to be released from his contract. So, like, what do you think about this whole, you know, John Jones not fighting. He's going to Francis, not Francis, calls out Jan Blahovich. Then he wants more money to fight Francis, and now he's asking for his release. Like, what do you? What is your take on this whole thing with him trying to use a power play here? It seems to get more money out of the UFC during a difficult time. Uh, see, I think he's a fucking mess. To be honest with you, I I think no one in the right mind is going to expect anyone to release them from his contract. I don't think that's at all realistic. Right. Mm. So I think that that's just really like either shooting from the hip and being emotional or some sort of like ploy. It's one or the other in my eyes. I do think he kind of has a point. Um, I have read some articles on like how the, the fighters are kind of underpaid, um, but not these top tier guys. I'm talking like the lower end fight fighters like people who aren't main event attractions are kind of underpaid when we're at this level i i just don't see it like i understand that it's not the same thing as like box how boxers got paid and i know he had a big thing with how much uh mcgregor got paid with the cowboy fight i think he got paid like 30 mil or something like that Mm. which is absolutely phenomenal but I, i i just don't get it like if you're making 5 million or 10 million it's I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I do think some fighters are underpaid, but I don't think Jones was going to be one of those guys, not if he's headlining a fight. So I think he's I think he's choosing the wrong battle here. Okay, so here's the weird thing, right? I, I agree with you that the lower guys are, aren't paid as, 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 as much as they should. But the way that you have to... I guess the way that the business works is it's not like football or or basketball or team sport where people are going to tune in for the team. Like they, I like the bulls. I like the Broncos. Like I'm tuning in to watch the Broncos. Yes. Your ticket sales go up if you have stars and the team does well, but that team name is what keeps everyone together. And if you have a good team, um, with the, with fighting, it's, 
you have to basically bring to the table fans. And that yeah. is what you're basically betting your or negotiating your contract off of. So like there's guys who are champions who don't make as much as popular fighters because they're not popular. And whether you love that or hate that, it's a reality. So oh, that that I agree I agree with you 100% with on that. Yeah, so basically John Jones could be champion, but if nobody really wants to buy his pay-per-views, you know, it's not McGregor's fault or whoever's fault who makes more money because they're more popular. Like he signed a contract saying, listen, I bring into the company a hundred million dollars a year in revenue. So I want 10% of that. I want a $10 million, you know, just let's just say a year, you know, whatever. So, you know, it makes sense to do that. But, you know, also too, though, as a champion, you also get a cut of the pay-per-view buys. So if you're, if your um, pay-per-view does well, you basically get a percentage of the pay-per-view buys or the, you know, you get more than you would. Cause if you don't have a belt or if you're, you don't have the, the, the popularity to garnish getting bought into the pay-per-view uh, buys, like it basically is like your paycheck's your paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I just think that if he would spend some of the time that he's wasting doing so many other things, promoting his fights, in a smart way or a non-smart way. Like you look at guys that have done it, who came from like came out of nothing in the, uh, in the middle of the career, like Chael Sonnen, Colby Covington, you could disagree with how they do things, but nobody cared about Colby Covington before he started talking shit. Nobody knew who he was. Nobody cared about Chael before he started talking shit. Now you can disagree with what they're saying, say that it's wrong. It's a, you know, you don't like how they're disrespecting people, but now there are two of the, highest paid contracts, you know, when they were going like up there and they're not champions. So I don't know. I I don't know if he's making, so I don't know what his contract is at the moment, but what he's probably doing is looking at this, like, Oh, the UFC's hurting. Um, I'm going to use this as a way for them to get more money because they need me to compete. So I'll compete, but you got to pay me more. And especially with how bad things are going and how many guys in the UFC are begging to to fight so they can feed their families. And then on top of that, how many other stars like Cowboy Cerrone, Anthony Pettis are just being like, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll tow the company line. I'll be a company guy. Like, you need me to fight in Florida? I'll fight in Florida in front of nobody. So when you have guys doing that, it's kind of hard to look at John and be like, why are you so special? Yeah. No, I, I, I fully agree with you. I think he's definitely pulling the wrong move here my only question is if he really does have like an end game here or if he's shooting from the hip purely emotionally you know what yeah, i mean yeah because a lot of this a lot of this feels like he's like doing these knee-jerk reactions like oh like they're not giving me what i want well fuck that guy fuck like i don't like yeah. i don't think he has an end game like i think he's just shooting from the hip and he's making a lot of misfires here yeah i think he's very much shooting from the hip it seems like that and what's weird is that it's not enough to make people so pissed they want to see you lose. And it's not anything that's going to gain you more fans. So it's almost like people just don't want to deal with him at this moment. Like it's that kind of a controversy. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he had it well when he was when he was trying to amp up his fight with uh, Nagano. If he agreed to whatever they had going on there, I think he, we could because he was having trouble in the past. I don't get it, dude. All right. Next story. Okay. <laughs> next up. <laughs> Conor McGregor versus Anderson Silva. Ooh. Did you see this? I did. All right. I don't know if this is 
going on, if this is signed, but apparently they both agreed to it. Now, the crazy shit with this is that Anderson Silva has fought as high as 205. He was the 185-pound champion forever. And Conor McGregor was the 145-pound champion and 155-pound champion. And he's fought at 170, but like barely made 170. Where are they going to meet? So he said, uh, uh, Silva said he'd meet him at 177. Okay. Which means that Conor's going to come in at 173 and just fight him basically as a weight class lower. And Silva's going to cut weight to make 170. This is if this all happens. Yeah. But he would be way bigger. So he's going to have, you know, depending on how good the weight cut and all that stuff, but it's a very big size difference from how these guys are normally going to be walking around, right? Connor has a youth. Connor probably has the speed. He's got the power, but I don't know if that translates three weight classes up from yeah, what he that, won his first title at. But there's a lot of huge question marks here. How old is Silva in all seriousness? It's got to be a 40, almost 40. I'm looking it up right this second. He is 45. Or 45. Like, I, I know guys fight He's well. He's 45? He's 45. Like, I, so damn. I know guys fight for a real long time, but that's that's getting up there, man. And you're looking at Conor McGregor when he's at his best. I know there's a thousand more like pieces to this puzzle, but that's a that's hard, dude. Yes, but if you look at his career, right? For the majority of Silva's career, he never took a ton of damage in his prime years. Yes, he got knocked out by Chris Weidman. He had a couple of wars after that. But for the majority of that whole stint where he was the man, like the goat, he wasn't getting touched that much. So I don't think he has the miles that another 45-year-old guy would have on him if they had the same career kind of thing. But one of the last things to go is power. And he's used to fighting at a heavier weight class. So he's used to fighting guys that hit way harder. Not maybe than Connor, but just weight class for weight class. Yeah, yeah. And he's used to going against guys that are way bigger. But here's the interesting thing. Silva never wants to go to the ground. Mostly because he's such a ninja when he's standing up. Connor sure shit doesn't want to go to the ground. Right? Both of them have like pretty incredible. I think Connor has better takedown defense. But Anderson's no fucking slouch with takedown defense either. Which means essentially, if you look at paper, you know statistics, they're probably going to just just have a standing match. <laughs> they're just going to pound it out, dude. Which is going to be insane if it does happen. If it does happen, now if you take into account all the nutty shit going on, like this is a real possibility. That that would be crazy that to make be, some shit happen. That would be fucking legendary, dude. Yeah, like. It, but it doesn't make like it doesn't make sense to me. It's freak but, show you know, fight. I, freak show fight. I would watch it. I would watch the fuck out of it. Fuck but... yeah, take my money. <laughs> I feel like we would say that until I think if Connor got destroyed, we would be like, why did they let this happen? Why did <laughs> why did we encourage this? But I also feel if Anderson got destroyed, we would say the same thing. Not as much, but I feel like we would say the same thing. And then if it was a good fight, you know. Praise Odin. Rejoice. I'm not the biggest McGregor fan, so I'd be okay with him. Yeah, I'm just saying it's crazy when you take essentially a guy that won his first title at 145 against a guy who held the kingdom 40 pounds heavier weight class. It's if this does actually happen, 
I'm saying there's like a 30% chance it's actually going to happen. If but if it does happen, this is going to be the the night. Yeah, that'd be like if I cut down and got abs and then you fought me. <laughs> okay, that's the difference you're talking with like size. Yeah, that's a little scary. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, see it's perspective, right? So and uh yeah, so any other thoughts on this one? Let's pray it happens. Okay, let's fingers crossed. Um, so the next one I have is Loretta versus Chiason. I think that's how you say her last name. I'm sending you a link right now. Okay. And so basically what happened was uh Macy Chiason uh, and Valerie Loretta. Valerie Loretta is a uh Bellator fighter and she puts up like a lot of videos and she's an attractive girl and she puts up videos of like her in her bathing suit and this, and that, and the other thing. And then she put up a recent video with her in her boxing gear or her um, Bellator gear in the gym, you know, and she's doing like this TikTok video where she's like doing like a little, like not like a yeah. strip tease dance, but kind of like a strip tease dance. Did you see the video? I'm watching it now. She did this. She's not taking off any of her clothes, but it is a little, uh, well, we'll there's say- a lot of the jiggle almost comes onto the table through the computer like i'm not mad at the video <laughs> just saying I'm not mad at it okay but so what happened was um macy basically uh told her lol i fucking can't anymore is this a message we want to continue to convey not only to our future leaders but also to to the disgusting already misogynistic dudes out here we are here to fight and be role models or we are here for male followers and strip teases. So Loretta put, Loretta put, girl, by putting another woman down, you're contradicting yourself. Who said anything I do was for my male followers? I've been fighting since I was two years old, and just like you, I have in- I have interests like tattoos. I like to dance. I laugh my ass off. Simple. So this went back and forth. And basically, you know, the one... Uh, Macy was basically saying, you shouldn't be shaking your ass. You're sending a bad example. You're just trying to get guys' attention. You're not a real fighter. And Lareda was like, bitch, fuck off. Let me do my thing. Like, I, you know, I'm not trying to, like, be one way or another. I'm not putting down girls or the sport. And it got to the point where, you know, Lareda said, I do the same thing as you. You know, I fight in a cage. And then Macy was like, yeah, you fight in a cage, but not like the one I do. Because Ooh. she doesn't fight in the UFC. So... What are your thoughts on this in particular, like the thoughts on this particular exchange and the thought on what both of these women are saying? This is actually, you went really up there, dude. I know. This is a hard conversation because you have two different aspects of this, right? You have Mm -hmm. one aspect where a woman is saying, listen, you have to represent women. And she, to be fair, she has a point. Like, if women are sick and tired, and I'm using huge broad strokes here, like massively broad strokes, like the size of my dick broad strokes. So, so like if, so like a model. Don't brush. you fucking dare. <laughs> Not on my show, goddammit. So like those those little paintbrushes. So you paint cool. your, your <laughs> paint dungeons and dragons figures with. <laughs> so go ahead. So, I can't anymore. Tiny um, strokes. I don't even know what the fuck my point was. <laughs> so, so you're okay. So you got the the one side with the you know 
she's saying, you know, you got to respect women. Go ahead. Yeah, you got to respect women, blah, blah, blah. If you want people to respect women and like take us seriously and all this other crap, maybe you shouldn't be doing this, blah, blah, blah. She kind of went a little aggressive there, but she, she is pointing something out, like not just for fans, but like future MMA girls, like they shouldn't have to think to themselves like, oh, I have to shake my ass if I'm going to want to make it in like a fighting career because I also have to sell myself as like a sex symbol. I want to like, you should be promoting yourself as a fighter and this and that and the other thing. But the other girl, who the fuck is she? Macy? Is that the one who shook her ass? No. Lareda? Lareda is the one that's shaking it. Macy's the UFC fighter. And Loretta basically comes back and say, bitch, I'm living my life. Leave me alone. And you know what? She has a point, too. It's a free fucking world. You can do whatever the fuck you want. So it's it's a it's a battle of ideology, almost, as stupid as that sounds. Like, one person can do whatever the fuck they want. You know what? If shaking her ass makes her more money in the long run or just makes her happy, who the fuck cares? It's not anyone else's yeah right i just don't like that guys got dragged into this when we weren't even a part of this okay (laughs) don't accuse us of shit when we weren't even part of this conversation um Uh, you weren't mad though (laughs) no no i wasn't but this is this is how all right just off the top of my head my bro brain is basically if like you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want to do but if you look at something and you're like okay if i want to run down the street naked I shouldn't be surprised if someone calls the cops. Yeah. Right. If you want to, you know, take off all your clothes or you want to, you know, do provocative uh, dances on, on the internet, fucking do you. I, I don't give a shit, but you have to expect that there's going to be some creepy fucks. There's going to be dudes that are like, Oh my God, you know, whatever. It's probably going to be girls that are like, Oh my God, whatever. Um, And, but the thing is, is that as long as you don't look at that, like it's a complete shock, and like, and that you could never have expected it to happen, kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, if she, if that makes her more money, like, I don't think that you should have to do that. But you don't have to do that. Like, no one's forcing her to do that. She's doing something at her own decision. She's an adult. Yeah. Exactly. And if that makes her more money or that gets her more notoriety, because you know we wouldn't be talking about this if she didn't do it. So clearly, so she's getting a lot of fans to do it. But again, like. There's there's give and take for everything, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna wear uh, and shake your ass with basically no clothes on, I mean, she had a full fucking clothes on, so it's not even like she was like naked or anything like that. Like she she could have went to the store and like nobody would have looked. But the thing is, is that I I get what the one girl's saying, but she that's her right to do that. Yeah. Like she's an adult, she can do whatever she wants. If if she doesn't agree with it, then you have the right to call her a slut or whatever you want to do and say that you shouldn't be doing that because you're setting a bad example. But too fucking bad. You don't get to make decisions for her. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm in that camp, too. And I'm not necessarily in the camp of her dancing is a good thing. I'm in the camp of it's her life. Leave her the fuck alone. But like, if you're I mean, let's let's be honest, though. Like, if you're going to be making videos like that, you know, goddamn well what you're doing to get fans. Like, I'm not okay. hating on it at all. But you got to, like, if you're saying, like, oh, I'm not doing it for my male fans, you're not doing it, but the collateral damage is you're getting a lot of guys to follow you on there and girls to follow you on there, too, because they want to look like you or they want to be with you, and the same thing with guys. Yeah, you know, and that that's kind of my thing, I and that's why I kind of see both points. I see Macy's point where this probably isn't the best thing for women empowerment, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you like, want to walk the line, but no, the, the, but, but it's it, also women's empowerment from the other side. 
Yeah, no, I do, I do see that, but in the long run, it is selling herself as a fighter through kind of sexy means. I, I mean, it's one small example put into a box. So, but both can be true, though, right? Like, does a fighter, because they're a fighter, not or are they not allowed to be attractive? No, they're never allowed to be attractive. But you know what I'm saying, right? Like. <laughs> Like if you no, like, no, I I know there, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, because there was just from being an MMA fan for you know the mo- majority of my life, there was a real bad stigma for a long time where like if it was a female fighter, like it'd be like, oh, what does she look like? Like assuming yeah. that she's not attractive because she's a fighter, and it yeah. took a long time to like break that stigma where it was like, no, 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 like anyone can be a fighter, like you just have to have it in you to do it. Like pretty girls can do it, unattractive girls can do it, like anyone can do it. So I don't really see a big problem with it. She might morally disagree with it. But again, the girls that don't agree with her aren't going to follow her. I mean, I I understand from a certain point, like you're influencing younger people and all this stuff. But I mean, mean, honestly, you should should take that seriously. But at the same time, it it is still at the end of the day, her life. So it's not you, you can't tell her what to do. You can't just point blank. Tell her what to do. No, I think they should fight. Fight it out. You're in the one sport where you can solve uh conflicts by fighting so I, I think they should cross promote that have it happen what should the winner get what should the loser get <laughs> uh if macy loses she has to do a booty shake on camera <laughs> twerk he has to twerk on camera and if uh who's the other i, I keep forgetting her name Loretta. and if Loretta loses she loses all she has to social. dress like a nun for a month i was gonna say she loses social media Ooh. They take it. Away. They take it away. That seems like very imbalanced win and loss prizes. Oh, I don't think so. Macy would have to go against her entire like ideology, and whatever her other face is would have to lose all of her followers. <laughs> I don't think that's financially even. Um, I don't care about finances. Who? All right. So, so yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on that? You misogynistic piece of shit. Uh, no. Okay. Not really. Yeah, you shouldn't have a thought. <laughs> All right, and last but not least, Henry Cejudo was stripped of his title. And Aldo and Peter Jan are apparently next. This excites me to no end. I know. This makes me so fucking happy. That because Cejudo was stripped or that Aldo and Jan are fighting? That Cejudo was stripped. Aldo. All right, the fight happening, I only really know Aldo. So... You um, saw Peter Yan fight once before, but you probably don't remember it. It's been so long. There's so many fighters, dude, that like I'm having trouble keeping up. What I'm happy about is that when someone says they retire and there are literal immediate consequences, because you know, we've had this conversation so many times. I get sick of people being like, I'm retiring. And then something happens. And they're like, oh, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll fight. I'm sick of that word being meaningless. Sick yeah. Of it. So I'm, ha- I'm, and I, I'm still sure that he will be back in some shape or form someday. Yeah. But I'm happy that there was a consequence. I'm happy that it has meaning to it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. See, the, the, the only difference here is that he retired with a belt, whereas when other guys retire, I mean, the hard thing about this sport, right, is um, you really can't, like, you can't take a season off or anything to, like, heal injuries, like, yeah. If you want to take time off without constant phone calls of like, who you fight next, who you fight next, who you fight next, you kind of have to say you're retiring to get your shit together. Like if you're healing injuries, getting your head straight or whatever. But here, he's got the belt. So 
they're not going to let him just sit on the shelf. So he said he retired and they're like, you sure? And he's like, yeah. They're like, give me that belt. <laughs> give me that belt back. So they stripped him and they're like, you know what? We're not letting this division go without a king. So you're out. You retiring. Go play touch butt in the park. And uh, Peter Yan versus uh, Jose Aldo, apparently, for the title, for the vacant title. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That excites me. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be a really good fight. Imagine Aldo wins and comes back and regains the title. <laughs> it's gonna be insane. That would be insane. It would be really insane. He he just would up his status back into the goat conversation. For Th- that. This is actually uh, uh, something I want to talk to you about because I've been on like all the Reddit forums recently, and someone was saying they were talking about uh, Suhudo retiring, and they were like, "Oh no, he's definitely coming back. He's he's not happy until he gets that goat status, and he's not quite there yet." Yeah. So, how important do you honestly think it is to these fighters to have the goat status? Because if we're talking realistically here, they're Greatest of all time to me should mean that there is one per weight class. Yeah. If it's per weight class. Yes. So it's not possible for everyone, obviously, to get that goat status. So if someone fights until they, they're just going to like grind themselves down. So talk to me about that a little bit. So, okay. So. The greatest of all time. As soon as that thing goat came out, like when people started using that, it started catching on like wildfire. Everyone, oh, he's the goat. He's the goat. He's the goat. So I agree. There should be one or a couple guys that are in the conversation because, again, it's a made up thing. You can't decide. There's no algorithm that you can put into place to be like, yeah. Now, if you make very specific uh, rules for what your um, criteria is for the goat, you can narrow it down better, but unless you say like you know your name must be Jose Aldo to be the goat, then you really can't just pick one guy. There's got to be a couple guys in the conversation. As far as how important it is, it's more important to some guys than it is to others. Like Cowboy Cerrone, he just wants to keep fighting. Yeah. He, he, his legacy is he wants to be known as Cowboy Fucking Cerrone, right? Um, but other guys like GSP, the reason he came back to 185 and won the title or fought for the title, I believe, was because he wanted to basically cement his legacy and still remain in the conversation as a goat, as a greatest of all time. And it's also weird though, because there's some guys, BJ Penn might be one of the best examples where had he retired at a certain point, his name would probably be in the goat conversation. Yeah. But because they continued, it tarnishes the legacy, which I don't, understand fully because what you're saying is he he was the goat at one point but then he fought when he was older and he wasn't as good so basically it's like okay if you extend that to anybody say like some say somebody hits their prime when they're 25 yeah somebody else might only hit their prime when they're 35 but if they continue to fight till they're 60 it's always going to look shitty at the end it's going to look bad after you're out of your prime, right? You're going to lose. So the way that I look at GOAT status, if you're talking about an overall career, I mean, you have to put guys that won championships in there for the most part, right? It's going to be almost exclusively guys that have held belts or multiple title defenses or multiple belts in different weight classes, right? Yeah, that makes sense to me. at the same time, there's also 
if you look at the GOAT as what guy during what period of time could have beat every other guy, right? So like Muhammad Ali and, and Mike Tyson are two guys in boxing. And if you look at like who's the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali usually a lot of people agree with because Mike Tyson, you know, had so many ups and downs throughout his career. But at the same time, if you ask people, all right, if you took somebody within like a year or two of their career and only that guy, it becomes more interesting because the late 80s or late 80s Mike Tyson was like super hyper focused, undeniable skill and talent. And that guy for that period of time was scary. Like yeah. super scary on on every level. And if you take BJ Penn when he was training with like the Marinoviches, like Marv Marinovich and all them, like super scary. But then if you extend it out of that time period, you're like, oh yeah, but he lost a couple after that. But it's almost like you have to cherry pick like BJ Penn at his best on this day and GSP on his best this day. Put them together, who wins? Yeah, exactly. And that's why you're kind of bringing up a good point. It's not a real thing, so it's hard to quantify. Like that is your best definition of what would make a goat status, which I actually think is like pretty spot on. But someone else might might have a different opinion. Someone else might say like, yeah, take them, take them at their primes, put them together. No, I don't look at it that way. I look at it. This guy had a good couple of years and he was amazing for five years. That guy had a 20 year run and he was above par for those 20 years like substantially above par so maybe he go he's leaning towards the guy who lasted longer like yeah. o- over him so like that's why these com i mean these conversations are fun for that reason because it gets people into arguments and like gets us heated and talking about things in a little bit differently but at the same time it's meaningless so like, yes. when, when when someone like when they're saying oh no he's gonna want that goat status he'll he won't retire yet like that doesn't make sense. No, it's basically you want to be in the conversation as a goat for your generation or until somebody comes along that kicks you out of that status. So you yeah. just want to have your name thrown into the ring, basically. Yeah. And be able to say, like, hey, I was the goat, or if not, in the conversation of it. But I think two of the most logical things that you could have as far as the goat conversation from everything everybody says is you either have to look at it was from the perspective of who was the goat career total like an overall career or who was the goat pick him out on his best night of his best performance and put that guy against the other people at their best night and their best performance yeah and yeah. who wins See, I mean we can we can even argue about how you define goat that's why it's so weird well that's what i mean you almost yeah, have to like yeah. explain what criteria what you're, you're using yeah you know what i mean but uh, that's an interesting that's an interesting thing. We should we got to talk about that over some whiskey or something. <laughs> yeah, and then boil it down and bring it back here and give like the Spark Notes version of what we came up with. We'll let the people know what goat means. Let every we'll inform everyone. We'll get a formal definition out there. Yeah, we we should come up with our criteria. <laughs> we should come up with two, three max criteria for different levels of goat. And then after we come up with the people in the top five, we put them through the, the process for every criteria and see who comes out with the most points. Dude, you know what we should do? We should have like a goat level tournament style thing and yes. each week like a bracket and each week we'll eliminate somebody. Ooh, people, you're hearing it here first. This is going to be a fucking thing. It's going to make a lot of people angry. All oh, of our listeners. It's going to piss. All of our listeners are going to be so mad. People are going to be <laughs> fucking pissed. Person is going to be so mad. <laughs> it's 
going to be your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, mom. All right, dude. Any last thoughts? No, man. I'd like that idea, and we're definitely doing that. So start doing your homework. <laughs> oh, man. I have to research fighters. All right, guys. Let us know what you think about all these articles in the comment down below. Let us know what you think about the whole bracket idea. Give us some names. Throw out some bams. Throw out some goats. Uh, don't forget to Bams. like and subscribe. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> don't forget to like and subscribe. And don't forget to go to BroDownPro.com. We have a lot of awesome BroDown gear for you there. It's not just representing brand. It looks fucking awesome, too. Uh, and that about sums us up. So we are going to catch you guys next time. Peace out, everybody. You're listening to BroDown Podcast all fucking day.